It's the World Series, baby! Dude, okay, on that note, A, Cubs lost. I'm so happy. Yes. And B... Wrong no. answer. No. Nope. Wrong answer. Cubs lost so happy. Dodgers won, and that's my team. Like, I'm not like... That I'm not like an ab- like I don't I don't say that I watch baseball, but like I grew up going to Dodgers games. I had a shirt. I used to take my glove there. My understanding is that the Dodgers are the Yankees of the West. I don't even really know what that means. By that I mean if you don't have a team and you live west of probably Denver, your team is the Dodgers. No, aren't there the Salt Lake City somethings? No? No. There's the... There's there the... Not. I think you might be thinking of the Mormons. <laughs> there's a... There's an Arizona Diamondback. There is. There is. There's the Angels. There's the Giants. There's the Dude, Padres. Dude, yeah, Nevada, like, not... Are there, like, the Reno Cowboys or something? There... No, <laughs> no there are... There are the... Um, uh, I'm not making this up. I know it looks like I am. I think they're the uh, Roswell 57s. What is it? Area 59. The Roswell 59s? I think that's true. No, I know there is a team in Nevada called the 59. Whatever it is. Area 41? 42? Any number you put after the word sounds area. Like sounds like it's not spooky. supposed to be there. Area 45. Area 43. Area. No, it's not. It's neither of those. Area I know 52. That. But in any I don't case. Know. Anyway. Ooh, I like that. Area 51? Area I think you're 51. right. Spooky. I think you're right. Thank you. Um, I'm going to watch, I think. I, I really hate the Dodgers and would love to see them lose. Wow. Who are they even playing? They're playing the Houston Astros. Oh, that's so... Okay, uh, cuteness. When I played Little League when I was five, I was on the Astros. Yeah. Where are you? I was on the Oakland Aww. A's. Also the Yankees, but those were the dark yeah. years. But but you you played softball. Yeah, but I started in Little League. So I had one year where <laughs> I was the Astros. And then my brother played Little League, and he was the, fuck, Kansas City. Sure, the Kansas City uh-huh, Royals, uh-huh, of course. Uh-huh, yeah, that. He was that. Um, and then I went to softball, nice. and everything had a sea creature name to it, but. Yeah, by Proud the time Astro. when I moved from when I moved from North Carolina to New York, we went from having actual major league teams to I was uh, Paytech Communications, yeah. sponsored year. by some some kid's dad's company. Yeah, I'm pretty sure our coach worked for Paytech Communications, and that's how that's how that worked out. And by the time I I was old enough to realize that little league was literally just a thing for the coaches the coach to let their son you know do yeah. everything i was over it by then it wasn't for me yeah it's i can't talk about baseball and not feel like i'm just talking about the sandlot like 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 <laughs> i flash back in time like like all baseball just took place like back then or i go to like my mm. dog skip 
and it's like the 1950s and I'm seeing baseball. But, sure. But I sure, think sure. of baseball as a very like old Americana thing and not really like, oh yeah, that's still happening and relevant. I don't know what to tell I, you. I, I, no, I, no, I, I 100% respect that. I think that's what people mean when they say it's like America's favorite pastime is that it feels old. It does. It does. It feels like an, it feels like an old person's thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, th- I thought you had more to say. I was going to let you go. I mean, I could always Well, you enjoy, you enjoy the good sport of baseball. So you're going for the Astros? Wow. I am. You know, the Dodgers haven't won since 88 is what I've been told. I don't think the Astros... I know the Astros have never won. Oh, okay. So, like, people want them. That's cute. Right. Um, also, do you remember the movie Moneyball? No. Neither did Teresa. It was a very good movie starring Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt? What the... What question the, mark? What year? 2000 no. recent. Uh, no. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I didn't even... I, I, I didn't even I know... I didn't even you. know Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt did a thing. What is it called? Moneyball? 2011, Billy Bean, played by Brad Pitt, general manager of the Oakland A's, one day has an epiphany. Baseball's conventional wisdom is all raw. Oh, it's got 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was a great movie. Um, But so he, like, invented this new system, kind of, like these new metrics for looking at players. Uh, And the idea was that you could save a bunch of money but still make a winning team. The Astros used his method... And in 2014, Sports Illustrated named them as the 2017 World Series winners. Wow. So, like, what they were saying was, based on all these metrics, like, here's this young team that in three years is going to win the World Series, and here we are today. That's nuts. Right? Dude, I need to watch this movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman was in this? (laughs) Yes, Philip Seymour Hoffman Hoffman in... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was in this. And Robin Wright. <gasps> was yeah. she? Oh, right. She played the the part of the baseball. Oh. Uh, I don't know who this guy is. That woman. That woman can do anything. Yeah, it's a good. It's a I good movie. I would check it out. This looks kind of cool. Hey, check it out now. Funk soul brother. Nice. Um, thank you, thank you I so th- much. Speaking of of movies uh we watched a movie a documentary in fact uh because that's what we've been doing on this podcast is we'll watch a documentary and then we'll discuss it right did i pick it oh cool uh i picked a documentary called my beautiful broken brain it is about a woman with a very difficult to pronounce name uh could be Latia. I think it was like I feel like her chart name said Charlotte, and it was like their nickname of Charlotte. Whoa. In any case, it was about this woman from the UK, uh, Latia, who uh, had a stroke, and in her process of recovery, uh, made a documentary about it. Yeah, I very simple basis there are no bells and whistles to this documentary which i was totally fine with except for there are a lot right. of bells there and are a lot of bells and whistles but the plot is very simple to explain the plot is very it's not weird something something that i did not know going into it and did and did not realize until the 
credits is that this documentary is produced by David Lynch. Um, yeah, it was. And if you've seen any David Lynch, or even just know the name, uh, it really was obvious. Yeah. In hindsight. Yeah, and then I guess the easiest, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's the guy who does Twin Peaks. Or yeah. Blue Velvet, maybe. Ugh. Maybe. Ugh. He's a weirdo, but he's a cool dude. Um, yeah, so first of all, big surprise for me, I did not cry. Right? It was not heavy, which was amazing. I was so worried I was just going to be a fucking mess the whole time, and I really enjoyed it a lot. I, I expected, as well, a movie about a woman having a stroke to be very heavy. But I found it not so much uplifting as, like, kind of, like... Uh, eye-opening, like, kind of, like, eye-opening is maybe the word I I also found it to be, like, hopeful or motivating, in a way. Mm. Um, But it definitely wasn't, like, completely somber. Do do we know how old she was? I miss this. I don't know how old she was. She was young when she had this stroke. Also a surprise to me. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, I would put her in her, like, maybe late-ish 20s, early, early-ish 30s at best, but not, yeah, not a teenager, but not, like, an old person, somewhere, somewhere in between. And her, her background already was in, like, video and in communications. She was a producer of sorts for television, so she, like, when she, when she had the stroke, so she was kind of already primed for the storytelling of it all. That's the end oh, of that thought. Oh, I thought you were burping. Um, I did no, burp. So, so the I did cool burp, thing is, so, it well, it's not cool. But anyway, this she has her stroke, and you see uh, interview footage with her family kind of explaining, like, what happened and how they kind of figured out what happened. She was able to, I think, stumble kind of downstairs from her apartment and get help and then went to the mm-hmm. hospital. And she, her first, like, video diary of her recovery was, like, ten days after the stroke, right? I mean, it was pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we we see footage of her, like, what seems like just moments after she gets out of a coma. Yeah. They put her in a medically induced coma to keep her alive. Didn't know if she was going to be able to come out of that coma. And there are clips, like, from her iPhone, which seem like the day yeah. of. Yeah. Um, I was impressed that she was still, like, able to talk. I, I don't really know a ton about strokes. I didn't know. And I, I think it depends where it happens and all that shit. Because she was still right. able... Her um, her motor skills were fine. Um, it was really, yeah. I think, her reading skills and her ability to uh, put nouns with what they are were was mostly what was messed up. I think one of the most surprising things for me or, or illuminating things for me was the the fact that as she got her skills back, she got writing back before she got reading back. So she would write stuff, and the way she described it is like as she was writing, the words behind her would disappear. So she could put together sentences and thoughts, but then if she went back to read it, it, it she wouldn't be able to. She wouldn't have any idea what it was right. there. Which is, I think what this documentary did the most is it really 
demonstrated the horror of having a stroke the weird like kind of mental prison you end up getting put in yeah when you even when you lose just little pieces like that did you did you put yourself in that place at all i mean imagine if it's like you know you wake up in like teresa's right there and you actually like don't know who this is you know what i mean no a hundred percent and i thought it was really interesting because i was i was thinking about too from my own perspective of like you know if like my best friend or my mom or brother were there like would I have any anything about them? And then I think the first thing I would wonder is, like, is my personality different? Like, does this sound like me, even though I don't know right. what's happening? And she brings that up a lot, that, like, she felt trapped in her body a little bit. Right, well, and there's this kind of this thing where it's like, so she's, like, she's out, you know, she does not have her normal mind. Does that mean she doesn't have her normal right. self? Like, to what extent are those wrapped up together? Um, for me, I think beyond, like, the recognizing people, there was some stuff that she kind of demonstrated, which was really scary to me, where it was, like, there was one point where she couldn't say the word record. Right. You could you could say to her record, and she would respond, and she could repeat it back to you. But if she tried to get at the word in a right. sentence she could she couldn't do it and i could i very easily could kind of place myself in a situation like that where you kind of understand that something's wrong but there's no way to fix it and it seems so helpless it seems like i feel like i would be frustrated a lot i think is the word i would probably go with but it was interesting because i don't we didn't see her we didn't see footage from before this happening but mm-hmm. she had Not a really. lot of personality to her still and that like made me feel hopeful cuz i'm like this is probably kind of how you were and she had a very good yeah. attitude through it all like she hit her frustrations but you know she was really there to like kind of learn something about it and even the fact that she filmed it tells me that there's something inside of her being that is storytelling which is which right. is cool. Not like this is going no, to happen 100%. to everybody, but like I did feel like she probably retained her personality to an extent, and that's nice. Right. Well, and there was like you know clearly sense of humor there, but also just like she's such a. I mean, she's so you know influenced by David Lynch before yeah. this movie comes out, but but like I mean, in a kind of weird way. But like she's so like poetic and articulate and you know thoughtful already so the fact that you have this thoughtful person who's not able to think the way she would like to yeah was was very interesting uh to watch yeah the the visuals i was just gonna say well we have to were were stunning were so cool it it was incredible because it made you feel or see or be a little nauseous but in the sense of Mm -hmm. like this is probably what she was feeling and what she was describing i thought was so well represented when like so halfway through her recovery and treatment she ends up having a seizure and there's all this like well what was it was it a seizure was it another this was it like what was it and she was explaining like what it was happening she was like i saw a lot of colors and it seemed like an hallucination and as she's explaining it, you're seeing this happen 
Um, she was even as specific to say it was like the computer aspect was wonky and and they show you that and so it's cool to get a sense of how off balance you would feel because I definitely got like a little nauseous not like I was gonna throw up but, but right but it was also so natural the way that like you know they sh- they always showed the visuals that way so like one of the things she talks about is like the right side of her vision yes. is like distorted and blurry. So anytime you see anything from her perspective, which is a lot in this yeah. documentary, the right side of the screen is always yeah. blurry. And sometimes it's very subtle. Sometimes it's like, you know, the point of whatever they're right. talking about. But I thought that was so smart to always have that, that visual cue that like things aren't quite right or something's yeah. wrong. No, I love that they did that. And you notice it like very easily Mm -hmm. like it's not this weird like afterthought um it's very intentional and it's um very effective i also like oh yeah i loved at the end so she gets a graph telling her how she's improved Mm -hmm. on her reading speed and at one point she understood what this graph meant and then in trying to explain to her brother she kind of forgot and God, oh my God. They like showed this graph like coming off the page and distorting itself and getting blurry and it and it was like a trip. But I'm like, yeah, it's probably what it looks like to her at this point. Like I actually don't really remember what this was. <laughs> right. Like, well and and like the you know, it, it makes you question like how they were able to come up with those visuals because presumably she didn't do it, right? right? It's like it's interesting to think about that interaction where she was sitting down with an editor or someone and trying to verbalize her every day, you know, yeah. like just what she sees on a normal basis, and then someone trying to recreate that for everyone else. Yeah. No, it was... Um, yeah, I, I really fucking liked it. I did. I did. We're, it's we're scary. We're through this. What do you mean? There's like, well, I mean, it's like you said, it's kind of straightforward. But I, I, but in a, not in a bad way, in a very like, I don't know, poetic way. Like it was just like, it's almost like when there's, when you read a poem and it's, it's kind of short so you can breeze through it quickly, but there's a lot in it like to go back and look at. No, I definitely think this is a watcher for sure. Um, Oh, you can't listen no, to No, it. it's definitely a watcher. And the other thing that's nice is, like, we do tend to enjoy documentaries that are very organic and that they start as one thing and then with whatever happens, it changes into something else. This was just a really straightforward, one complete story, and I still found that very satisfying. Um, yeah. They didn't, like, twist and turn away from, like, the point. The point is watching her recover. Um... And I think they take you to about a, a, a little over a year after the fact. Yeah. Um, I also I also like that. So a lot of, I think a complaint I've had anyway about a lot of documentaries we've watched, when the documenter, when the, when the filmmaker turns the camera on themselves, yeah. right? There's always this sense that they're that it's selfish or that it's narcissistic, but. She was doing it for such a uh, like utilitarian purpose, right? Like she needed it for memory. Yeah. Like she she needed to record stuff because she couldn't write and because she didn't trust herself to remember things day to day. So 
it was such like an honest documentary in that sense totally. where it's like there was no other motive other than to document yeah no absolutely and i think that must have been i think she mentions that it was like a healing thing because like she could literally even if she couldn't remember she could go back and see how much she's improved how much she's gotten better with words and writing and reading and whatnot like she's able for herself to be like you know i have come a long way i have recovered to an extent and that's really cool or even there was a lot of times where she just would say things like you know mental note like i want to remember you know whatever whatever the thing was um what did we think so she was part of this um like medical research trial where i also did not understand what she needed to click on the screen i think <laughs> what it was that out at all yeah i well no but what i think what it was was that they would say a word and flash a word on the screen and if the word they said and the word they flashed were the same you were supposed to press one button and if the word they said and the word they flashed were different, you were supposed to press another button. But then there was like a third button that no one knew what happened. Well, I didn't figure out what happened. I, I don't know what the third button was. It's also weird because there's like electricity running through your face the whole time you're yeah. doing this. And but apparently it worked. Yeah, but so but I thought it was like really sweet of her. So she she had a seizure while doing mm. this exercise at home. Um, and they couldn't tell if it was just a seizure as a result of having a stroke or a seizure triggered by, you know, lights and a computer screen in this process. And so at the end of the process, they find out like she did actually improve, but because she had that seizure, they had to exclude a certain group of people from the, from the further trials because they didn't want to risk people having seizures. And I thought her response was, like, so sweet when she was like, I really hope, like, I'm not the reason that people don't get, like, access to this. Yes. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I, 100% there's that. But I also think it was very telling when it's like the doctor was saying, you know, we may – was they didn't exclude the people. Right. The doctor was saying, you know, we're, we'll figure it out. And she was kind of saying, like, don't – like, don't pe- put people in, harm, in harm's way. Yeah. Like, she, she was kind of standing up for these – imagined people where it's like don't if this is going to give people seizures like don't do it you need to you need to exclude people which i thought that was very interesting like that was very telling of her personality yeah i thought that she was very like compassionate but also like quite logical like as a Mm -hmm. person and i thought that probably ultimately helped her because she didn't seem to get overly frustrated she was able to like reason herself down and just be like you know, it doesn't feel good, but it's a step in the right direction. I'm like, yeah, get it. Um, and at the end, we see her actually lecturing to um, therapists that work with patients that like her that are recovering like that. And I just thought that was so cool. You know, she was able to use her, her experience to talk to professionals in that field. I thought that was really sweet. I think I expected this documentary to be a lot more like the last, you know, five minutes, last ten minutes, where it was where you're kind of, like, looking in on her experience from afar. And I didn't expect, and what I really enjoyed was how it instead 
like kind of let us live her experience yeah. um i mean the first couple minutes are so jarring oh, where yeah. you where they're there there's just like images and it's kind of like just showing you you know kind of i assume what it was like for her to have a stroke yeah no it was um what did you think of her brother i liked him fine you didn't yeah no problems. i thought he was fine i didn't i didn't super love when she was telling him about the seizure and he was kind of like grilling her about it i was like i was yeah. like she kind of just had a seizure like she already like can't really remember a whole lot she can't articulate everything she's feeling and he was like well why wouldn't you ask this and she was like i don't know yeah where she had just come back from talking to the yeah. doctor and he was like yeah, but i can also understand like he's totally. frustrated but no i that that was not the best moment the best moment for him certainly i thought he was fine otherwise but that moment kind of like bothered me for her i was like dude she's like going through a lot of, she's kind of going through some shit right now yeah she's yeah she's got some stuff in her life you can back off buddy but um yeah i don't know i mean i'm if we we don't have to keep going on i'm fine with ending i think we can end it early it's fine because we covered it it's it's really good i really enjoyed it that's that's what sometimes that's what's kind of frustrating is like i feel like other times we've ended short it's because we didn't have anything to say because we didn't like it right but this time i was like there's it's 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 good and it's like it's very different from other documentaries we've watched and i feel like people should watch it because of that fact alone yeah and again not a tearjerker it's actually very no. sweet i keep saying sweet i guess i thought it was sweet um sweet yeah um if you're a fan of david lynch you should Def. watch this i would i wish it came with a content warning about how much it was going to jerk off to david yeah. lynch um because boy there was a lot of it yeah. and like he was in, he probably saw edits of this he probably could have been like all right you can cut out me but it seems like he probably added more in yeah definitely a presence so, so. great great pick thank yeah. you i think yeah, you it. did yeah you did this is a this is a win- big old winner 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 all right emily yeah. what are we watching all next right. week well I don't know if you've seen this. It's only a 64% match for me, but I don't care. I'm obsessed with Scientology. And Louis Thoreau's uh, My Scientology Movie is on Netflix, and we are going to watch it, and it is going to be so amazing, and I can't even wait. Do you know what it's Do you know what it's about at all? I know that he reenacts certain events that were supposed to be taking place in the church. I'm I'm interested to see what we think about this documentary. That's all. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm interested to see what we think. Um, me too. Slash plug. You have to watch the Leah Remini series. It's so good. But yeah. So, but Louis Thoreau is one of my favorite um, documentary makers. Uh, have you seen any of his shit? No. Um, he did some great stuff on the Westboro Baptist Church. Like he really like puts himself in there. Um, and I think he's pretty fantastic. And he's British, so we have an accent, which is great. Nice. Yeah, basically, yeah. So. Uh, you probably remember, uh, you know, this movie had a lot to do with David Lynch. And David Lynch, uh, is it just a, 
huge fan of uh, Postdoc Podcast. Uh, such an honor to have him as a fan. Uh, he said, uh, documentaries are a doorway to something so powerful and mystical, but Postdoc Podcasts usually depict it in a completely flat way. Um, in hindsight, that wasn't a nice thing he said about us. It's kind of a dick move. 